You're still a woman You're battered, you're tattered, you're shattered You're still a woman You're bruised, you're proved You're still a woman You're battered, you're tattered, you're shattered You're still a woman Hey, what's going on? It's Quinn Furness. This is my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast. Today, we are taking you behind the scenes for the making of my brand new album coming out later this year, 1889. So some of you might be familiar with uh, Miss Taylor Swift. She's kind of having a big comeback right now little bit of a resurgence and she's doing this sort of thing where basically my understanding is she made just a ton of bad deals bad contracts you know just really a lot of terrible calls and so she put out all these albums and I think she you know wasn't happy with how they were mixed Maybe not happy with the album sales. And, uh, you know, so now she's trying to do a a do-over. Which, you know, frankly, in my line of work, the podcasting, you don't get a do-over, right? We don't get to redo the the 2019 Top 10 Horse Name Specials. Just because we didn't like... You know how they turned out. And we don't get to, uh, you know, redo the 2020 fantasy football special and, you know, say, hey, these guys are going to be hot. But Taylor's doing that. Taylor's saying, you know, let's take all of these albums that didn't chart very well. Like 1989, she announced this week. She's going to redo it, remix it. It's going to be Taylor's version. So we're going to pay a little homage to that. H-O-M-A-G-E. But we're not going to redo stuff. We're going to come out with a whole new album. And this one's going to be called 1889. Instead of 1989, where Taylor talks about, you know, George H.W. Bush and Mikhail Gorbachev and Slinkies, this is going to be 1889, and so we got all sorts of tunes and songs that are thematic to the year 1889. So if you're kind of curious where we're going... Today is not necessarily a recording session, 
although I'm going to be tinkering around, on, tinkering around on the piano for as much as I can. It is very difficult to uh, improvise a podcast and music at the same time, though, so there are no promises, and if I lose my train of thought, you know, that's just, that'll happen sometimes. But we're doing all sorts of themed tunes from the year 1889, and that was uh, the first song that, that hit me as I was coming up with this idea yesterday, 1889, Quinn's version, by the way. You can find that album cover uh, now on our Instagram, Facebook, BeantownPodcast.com, wherever you want to find it. That was, that was uh, one of our first tracks, first one that we've uh, demoed a little bit there. That was the chorus of Battered Woman, which of course is a tribute to uh, Jane Addams creating and founding the Hull House, H-U-L-L house not toll house and all the cookie heads out there are going to be freaking out all the blondie heads yeah your brownies your blondies only one of them is a dynamite comic strip however blondie dagwood all that good stuff and so we're just going to be kind of exploring the making of these songs you know what do they mean to me how do we create them how do we craft them So that one was a little bit of a, a shout-out, a tribute to all the battered women out there, the tattered women, even uh, the immigrants who would huddle at the Hull House back in the late 19th century. By the way, my name is Quinn David Furness, and this is my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Town Podcast already shaky just trying to say something I've been saying for what 280 episodes or whatever listener discretion is advised when you're listening to this podcast it's kind of just like we uh, we let the camera start rolling and we'll see what, what, what picks up what doesn't there is no guarantee that there's going to be quality here but we're going to do our best Still a woman You're battled, you're tattled, you're shadowed You're still a woman You proved, you bruised You're still a woman You're battled, you're tattled, you're shadowed You're a woman Before we go any further, let's give a quick shout-out to our sponsors here, Home Pride Oregon. When you need your home inspected in Central Oregon, 
Call someone who's safe, someone who's certified, someone who you can trust. That could be my dad, Steve, 541-410-0316. Or go to HomePartOregon.com, HomePartOregon at gmail.com. Of course, our good friends the Samson Q2U series picking up some great audio quality for us here today. I feel like I'm back at, like, Rock Church or something. They would always, you know, right at the end of the sermon, you say the magic words, you know, Jesus wept or whatever it might be, and that's when you bring in the pianist, maybe a little cymbal action for some soft, tender music as you're doing those closing words. And it's a Sunday. We're coming to you live on a Sunday. It's August 13th, 2023. By the way, how's it going? How are you? What's going on? Uh, And then, of course, our good friends, Samson Q2 series. We just mentioned when God speaks, he uses a Samson. That came full circle. And our good friends, Cuts by Q, when you need to fresh do something snappy or new, just call the experts at Cuts by Q. Something else I was cooking up, you know, 1889. A very volatile year, but an interesting year from a U.S. presidency standpoint. This one's kind of tender, emotional even. And this one's called uh, Grover. Come on over, Grover. It's just called Grover. I just added that second part. trust-busting beast. But they kinked you out of office and that was too sad. They kicked you out of office and we'll miss you so bad. Twenty-two and twenty-four Hours in the day Benjamin's here to stay Oh, girl 
You know you got to move over Benjamin's on his way Oh, Benjamin's here to stay Miss you, buddy. Rest in peace. For those out there who aren't the history heads in the room, that one is dedicated to our dear friend Grover Cleveland. Now, the reason Grover is so cool, a total badass, Grover, of course, was uh, the only president in U.S. history to serve two non-consecutive terms. He uh, ended his first term in 1889. Thus, when we say Grover, it's time to move over. Like uh, Hank Williams' George Thorogood cover, Delaware Destroyers, huh? But then he would come back. So he was replaced by Benjamin Harrison. Grover actually won the popular vote three times, which is badass i don't know if they're you know how many other presidents won the popular vote three times probably fdr right and is that is that it is it just grover and fdr and it takes a special set of circumstances to even like do that three times i don't think teddy ever won three times right because when he was in the rocky and bullwinkle party i don't think that he was like i think he just split the vote right that's sort of how that worked it wasn't like he was winning the vote um when he tried to make his comeback and lost. But yeah, Grover, so Grover served one term, then he lost to Benjamin Harrison, uh, great-grandson of William Henry Harrison, something like that. But then he made an epic comeback, and the third time, third time he won the popular vote, he uh, got a second term. So pretty good stuff there, Grover. Hell of a mustache. You really got to say that. Let's Let's learn a little bit more about Grover. And for what it's worth, this was just done... <clears throat> I know this is going to be hard to believe, but those lyrics were done on the fly. And I don't believe, per the best of my knowledge, that the city of Cleveland, Ohio, was has anything to do with Grover Cleveland. I think that is inaccurate <clears throat> from what I am aware of. I would say I don't know that for sure, I just I, I'm more like a seventy-one percent certain that those two things aren't related. 
It was Grover's from uh, New York State from my research. Let's look it up. Cleveland, Ohio. Etymology. Now, if you look up Cleveland, Ohio, entomology, you're probably going to get something different. Maybe beetles, cicadas. Yeah, General Moses Cleveland. I knew that. Cleveland spelled with an A. Here we go. Moses Cleveland. C-L-E-A-V-E-L-A-N-D. As if you were to cleave something. We're learning stuff on the Beantown Podcast today here, even behind the scenes. Moses Cleveland was an American lawyer, politician, soldier, and surveyor. That's one of those kind of jobs or professions that I would like to add a surveyor. Nowadays, I feel like you just see those city workers who have like the little tripod things, which is what's holding up our Samson Q2U series today. It's a very hands-free Beantown podcast. But I would like to be more of like a surveyor just kind of, you know, in the wilderness, I suppose. He founded the city of Cleveland, Ohio, while surveying the Connecticut Western Reserve in 1796. So I'm aware of Case Western University, obviously has connections to Connecticut Western Reserve. What does that mean? The Connecticut Western Reserve was a portion of land claimed by the colony of Connecticut and later by the state of Connecticut in what is now the northeast region of Ohio. That's crazy. It was Cleveland. And they went all the way to Ohio and were just like, or uh, it was Connecticut. They went all the way to Ohio and were just like, you know what? This one's ours too. So my question is, why did Cleveland drop the A? One theory is that Cleveland's surveying party misspelled the name on their original map. More than likely, though, the story goes back to the Cleveland Advertiser, a local paper in the early 1800s. They could not fit the words Cleveland Advertiser on the masthead, so they dropped the extra A to make room, and the name stuck. That's kind of interesting. I don't know if that's accurate or not, but we'll see. Well, hey, before you know it, we we already got two hot hits on our album, and I figure a lot of it could just be a drum solo filler. Album wise, I'm thinking at least 35 to 40 percent. I feel like no one's going to complain about a drum solo filler. We could even, you know what, we could do? We could even have a cover on the album that has nothing to do with 1889 but everything to do with today's Beantown podcast trivia question of the week. So I don't even know. I've never tried to play this before. Let's see. Anytime that you need me Ooh, Anytime that you want me to Ooh, Anytime that you want me I don't know the words Ooh, I'm standing there With my arms and my wine and call my name do 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 anyways that's called anytime by journey and today's bean Tom podcast question of the week has nothing to do with uh the year 1889 which Probably seems like a gigantic missed opportunity, but I was just reading a lot about Journey late last night in bed. I think I was on a Wikipedia rabbit hole from uh, Bruce Springsteen in the E Street Band. We saw Bruce Friday night at Wrigley.
Anyways, so I got, somehow got connected to Journey on Wikipedia. So here's the trivia question of the week. I will say this. The degree of di- difficulty is going to be a little bit higher today. Uh, but you already have a clue if you're a big Journey head. And I just thought it was interesting. So people, fans, fans of uh, rock, classic rock are probably aware that Steve Perry and Journey have not always been, uh, you know, one in one, hand in hand, always together, best relationship, whatever. But here we go. So, and it was, this was kind of an interesting thing. I encourage you to check it out, too, if you don't know Early Journey. So the first three Journey albums were before Steve Perry came along. And obviously it's a very different sound, style, whatever than what you think of or what you're used to when you think of Radio Play Journey. So Journey's fourth ever album was the first one to feature Steve Perry. And I'm just going to ask you, it's a twofer, name the year and name the album title. Okay, so the year it was released and what is the title of this album? So again, this is Journey's fourth ever studio album. It was the first one to ever feature Steve Perry. And obviously, it features the songs uh, feeling that way in any time. The uh, opening track is Lights, classic Journey song. On side two, they have Wheel in the Sky. So there's some good good hits on there. So I'll give you a, two more seconds to, to come up with a guess. If you want more time, you can go ahead and pause. But the answer is Infinity by Journey in the year 1978. Recorded in late 1977 and released by Columbia Records in 1978. So there you go. And I did listen because I was curious to just a couple of Journey's sort of bigger songs. And I had never heard them before, nor did I know anything about them from pre-1978, essentially, before Steve Perry came along. And it's interesting. They're very, like, jazzy kind of funk is maybe too far, but it's a lot of, like, um, Steve Miller kind of stuff. And uh, good, good, just very different, you know, not Steve Perry for sure. So. Uh, also, this week's palindrome of the week. Here we go. A Toyota. There you go. It's the letter A and then space and then Toyota like a car. I used to work at Kmart with this uh, black lady named Toyota. I think her name was just spelled kind of like Toyota, but the O and the Y were inversed. Inversed, that's a verb, right? T-Y Hilton, no, T-Y-O-T-A, Toyota. I think that's how she spelled her name. Anyways, it is a Sunday afternoon here, late. It's almost 5 o'clock already, 4.45. Friday, I had to go into the office, and things just sort of got away from me because I had to scramble home, go to the Bruce concert, and then yesterday we were in the suburbs. So I just didn't have any time to get this in before, but that's probably good set. The inspiration for this didn't really strike me until like Thursday, and I wanted some time to just kind of sit on it. So if you're if you're curious again, the the current plan is this is just sort of a brainstorm sesh, and then we're going to release, we're going to record and release a whole 1889 album. Obviously, we got Grover on there, we got Battered Woman on there. Here's another very interesting one I learned. So 1889 featured the last ever, I think at least in the U.S., officially sanctioned bare-knuckle boxing fight. So it has since been made illegal. You don't see a lot of bare-knuckle boxing in the Olympics. 
But I learned this. The, apparently, the last ever round, and I didn't verify contextually like how common or not common this was, but it went 75 rounds. Now, a round of bare-knuckle boxing is only one minute long. But 75 rounds of bare-knuckle boxing back in 1889 looked... Uh, pretty bloody pretty gruesome and i'll also share this as we uh as we plow ahead here on the bean top podcast I won't go too much further i'm starting to get tired here and i've already given you two certified hits in battered woman and grover not to mention daddy long legs we're only what two months removed from that and that was a hell of a song we could even throw that in there as a bonus track there's going to be one other bonus track that we'll announce at the end of this uh jam sesh but I had come up uh, two days ago, or yesterday morning, actually, I think, with the inspiration for Battered Women, music-wise uh, and lyrics-wise, kind of an Elton John, Bernie Taupin rolled into one. And then just today in the shower, I think I came up with uh, music for Grover. But now I'm kind of, that's as far as I've sort of brainstormed. Okay, so when we're talking about getting into bare knuckle woman or not bare knuckle woman that'd be a good song too bare knuckle is the name of it it's kind of just short sweet hardcore i we didn't brainstorm any lyrics we didn't record any demos this is the brainstorming session so bare knuckle right this this is what pulling back the curtain getting behind the scenes is all about getting inside the creative mind and the writing process so what are we thinking here for bare knuckle right it's got to be it's got to be edgy, right? I'm thinking immediately like, you know, kind of grisly, hardcore, maybe like an Olivia Rodrigo, Demi Lovato kind of thing. Maybe Pink. Pink was at uh, Wrigley Field last night, apparently doing some crazy aerial stunts. I think Bare Knuckles got some stunts in it, right? Uh, what else? What else could be? Probably like a minor key, right? Like, I don't know, like a... Like a, uh, like a B-flat minor or something.
There you go. There's bare knuckle, right? It's got a kind of pop to it. Kind of jumps out at you. Tell you what, it was kind of kitschy, but kind of it was kind of edgy, right? Felt felt like I really was able to let a lot out there. And hey, if you felt emotional during that too, we can. If you're getting actually emotional, we can bring it back with a little tender kind of, you know, end of the church sermon kind of thing. You can always email us beantownpodcast yahoo.com mm. or you can go to beantownpodcast.com beantownpodcast.com slash blog beantownpodcast.com slash podcasts beantownpodcast.com slash cuts dash by dash q beantownpodcast.com slash contact dash us and of course beantownpodcast.com slash class dash action dash lawsuit Thank you so much for tuning in to today's show. We got some other concepts, some other tracks that are going to be coming down the pike. Um, let me grab my, my ideas here. Some other things. Uh, Kodak moment. George Eastman, the first Kodak picture in 1889. There's also a, a sneak preview tease for a sequel album. I know we're putting the cart before the horse here, but it could we could do 1789, in which case you're going to have French Revolution and U.S. Constitution. We could do the Preamble Blues, which was a song I was writing on the train about a month ago. Preamble brew, Blues, Brews, Tattered Woman. That could be perfect for the 1789 sequel album. So we've already got a lot cooking in the hopper here. But to close out today's show, I know you're thinking, wow, we were just getting into it. I promise you the album is coming. I don't have a uh, firm release date yet. But there's one other interesting thing that happened not on U.S. soil in uh, 1789, 1889 rather. Now I'm thinking 1789. This is like Yellowstone, right? They have 1881 and 1923 or whatever those shows are. Harrison Ford, Tim McGraw, Helen Mirren. Uh, one other thing that happened in 1889. Pretty interesting. Pretty cool. It comes from our friends across the pond. This song is dedicated. Uh, this song is also being made up on the fly, but it's uh, nevertheless dedicated to our friends over in Paris, because in 1889 the Eiffel Tower opened. If you didn't know, the Eiffel Tower, in over history, uh, over the years, has been uh, painted in a number of colors. It's not always just been that same like international yellow or whatever they would call it. I think International Orange, that's the Golden Gate Bridge, right? I don't know what the uh, Eiffel Tower's yellow shade is called, but it's been different things. Pink for Breast Cancer Awareness Month and also the Pink Concert. Red, white, and blue because of the uh, French flag. Also, like, 2,000 other countries' flags. Russia. Jamaica, USA, 
Uh, and then, of course, yellow and orange and all sorts of in-between colors. Brown, when uh, that Peanuts animated movie came out 15 years ago. So this is a bonus track from 1889. It's called Au Revoir. A-U space R-E-V-O-I-R. That you loved me, but I know you didn't. You wanted a big baguette, I wanted some fromage, maybe teas and crumpets. Sitting by the sand.
catch you guys next week. Bye.